The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Network. Off the Shelf gives a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Roger speaks to members and government officials about procurement policy, trends, innovations, and debates. Now your host, Roger Waldron. Today my guest on Off the Shelf is Charlotte Phelan. Charlotte is the Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Enterprise Strategy Management at the Federal Acquisition Service in GSA. Um, and Charlotte, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the conversation and um, just a little bit by, by, you know, by way of background. As I understand it right, and you correct me if I'm wrong, you've been in this, uh, your current position as Assistant Commissioner for about a year, April of 2022. Yep, it's actually been a year this week. Oh, well, congratulations on your anniversary. I appreciate That's great to have you on the show. It's a celebration. How about right? that? <laughs> okay. Um, but first, before we start talking more about the organization and you know, your priorities for it and for FAS, um, I think it'd be great to hear um, for folks to hear uh, some of your background um, leading up to you know coming to GSA. And then what you did at GSA before you took the, your current position. Yeah, that sounds great. So I have only ever been a uh, government employee. I started right out of high school working as an active duty sailor with the Navy. I was a cryptologist. I was active duty for eight years. And um, when I left the Navy, I well, I did spend some time as a defense contractor. So I guess I haven't only ever been a federal employee. I was then a defense contractor for a while. And then I transitioned to work again for Department of the Navy as a civilian at their, uh, what is now NIWIC Atlantic. It's a, it's a Navy warfare center out of Charleston, South Carolina. And I was there for the majority of my career. Five years ago, I got an opportunity to take a rotation in the Pentagon working for the De- Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Navy for research development, uh, test, and engineering. And so I moved up to uh, Arlington, Virginia, and took the job in the Pentagon. And I was there in that role for two years. And it was my first time in D.C., and I loved it. I loved being in the city. I loved working in the Pentagon. I was one of those people who loved the pace and the in the environment of the Pentagon. And it was during that time that I really thought that I wanted to pursue becoming a senior executive in the federal government. And as I was looking to do that and, and applying for different jobs, I became very interested in GSA, the General Services Administration. In the federal government, GSA is truly seen as a destination agency. It is a wonderful place to work, and it has such visibility within the federal government and as and really just has the significant role. And so when I saw that I had some skills and background that were were well-suited for some jobs that were opening at GSA, I applied. And they selected me as 
as a senior executive working as the assistant commissioner for the travel, transportation, and logistics business line within the Federal Acquisition Service, or FAS. And so that was my first job with GSA. And I showed up, and it was great. It was December of um, 2019. Happy to be there, right? Everything's going well. And they're like, oh, Charlotte, we're going to move the emergency response group under you because there was a there was a tie-in with the work that we did with um, supplying emergency vehicles during uh, crises and in those situations. So they said we want to, but don't worry about it because it's really only impactful pretty much during hurricane season. <laughs> I was like, okay, right, and right. So they moved the emergency response office into TTL. And that was in January of 2020. And in March of 2020, COVID kicked off. So my onboarding into GSA as a, as a senior executive was our emergency response to COVID. Wow. Wow. That's right? amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you must have been like drinking from a fire hose going through it and just all the different things. Because you are absolutely right. GSA touch as, as someone who worked there as well. Um, it is a great place to work and it does touch everything the federal government does, right? It, yeah. uh, operationally, just it has an impact everywhere, just behind the scenes. You know, the public doesn't necessarily see it, but the government folks do. So, so, so let's pull that string a little bit more. So, so yeah, COVID hits, you know, what happens next? <laughs> so we, we even as, you know, GSA goes in like the rest of the nation goes into a, uh, telework posture, but we were really, we were really influencing and impactful in, in the, in how the government was able to uh, buy and receive the necessary COVID supplies. It, It really became a really important and impactful job. And, and I was in that role for, uh, Right, a, right around two years and a few months, really kind of saw uh, the entire uh, bow wave of COVID. During that time, there, there was also some things going on with some big uh, systems modernization efforts within TTL. And that really is my background. I started as a cryptologist in the Navy, and I transitioned from cryptology into Intel, but with a real strong background in systems and the security of systems. So um, cybersecurity was was a very uh, big part of what I did in, in for the Navy. And so we were looking at some of the systems. Um, Fleet at the time was doing a massive modernization effort where they were taking 19 leg- legacy systems and consolidating them into one overarching system. And and the administration changed, so the FAST commissioner changed, and Sonny Hashmi, the new commissioner, came in, and as he was working his way around his senior executives and his staff and getting to know us and getting to know our backgrounds, he he and I were talking, and it resonated with him that I knew an awful lot about systems modernization. And he's like, why are you not in that role for me? And I'm like, because I'm ha- really having a great time over here in TTL. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is travel, transportation, and 
and logistics. And logistics. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, um, and so he decided uh, in April of last year that he would make some executive moves. And I was one of those moves. And I, I left TTL and came over into the Office of Enterprise Strategy Management as its assistant commissioner. At the same time, they took the, off, the Office of Systems Modernization and took a uh, about two thirds of that office and combined it into the Office of Enterprise System Management. So it it became a really uh, a different role than right. what it had been before. And that was in April of last year. And like we said at the beginning, um, I just celebrated my first year in that role and it has been very busy. Um, right. We hit the ground running on day one and just haven't stopped. Well, you know, Charlotte, we're, just about up on the break. So, you know, what I'd like to do is when we come back, you can live, give the listening audience, a, you know, it's sort of a, a quick brief on, on your organization, what its different responsibilities are. And then I'd be interested in hearing like also just your general impressions on coming over to GSA and coming to this new role. And when, you know, from a year ago, like, wow, what happened? What were your first impressions, you know, and, and what have you learned? My guest today is Charlotte Phelan. Charlotte is the Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Enterprise Strategy Management in the Federal Acquisition Service at GSA. I'm Roger Waldron, and you're listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guest today is Charlotte Phelan. Charlotte is the Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Enterprise Strategy Management at the Federal Acquisition Service in GSA. And Charlotte, um, when we took the break, you you had gotten to your current job as assistant commissioner for Enter- enterprise strategy management at FAS, and again a year ago, congratulations on your anniversary. Um, so I think it'd be great because it's it's a lots of different functions, and they've been in different places in FAS over the years. As someone who worked there long, long ago. Um, so I think it would be great to just sort of talk about what your office is responsible for and, you know, how it's organized. And then we can dive into some of your, some of your impressions and yeah, with regard to the organization when you first got there and what you've been working on. Yeah. I, so it has been an exciting year and I am really enjoying it. So the office of enterprise strategy management handles a lot of the forward thinking strategic projects. And we work closely with the other groups in FAS to support their mission and help ensure that their missions are successful. So obviously that's the strategy work. So we do the strategy work to solve current problems as well as plan and be ready with the things that our customers didn't know they needed until they need it. Um, We collaborate on a large scale, both to get projects off the ground and also to be a resource with the data and the tools that we've created. And that's really where the systems come into play. And as the AC, I'm focused on making sure we are aligning to FAS's three North Stars. And those are first, we wanna add tremendous value so agencies can deliver on their missions. Second, we want to enable and support a thriving, innovative, compliant, and resilient marketplace. And third, we want to make it dead easy for you to do business with FAS. So 
I've been looking at our current projects to see how they fit into these goals and what we can do in order to make sure we're giving the best customer experience possible. And I guess part two of that question was, what has surprised me most over this last year? And I, I think the thing that really surprised me was there is so much work that goes on behind the scenes. So as you know, GSA covers a lot of different projects and a wide range of topics. And coming into OESM and seeing the scope of what this group covers and what's in the works was really eye-opening. And I kind of hit on this before, but I've been so impressed with how smart and how dedicated the employees are. I, you know, the employees within my group and then the employees across FAS and across GSA. Um, I think everyone probably saw the recent article where we were ranked again as the fourth best place to work among the mid-sized federal agencies. Um, I think that was uh, came out of the government's annual federal employee viewpoint survey. And that really resonates with me. It was one of the reasons why I chose to come to GSA. And I got to tell you, the employees really do live up to that hype. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's great to hear. And um, again, as an alumni uh, of GSA, um, some of the things you're working on, and I think, I think you know, with Sonny moving you to this, to this office, as you mentioned in the first segment, um, and the modernization of systems and consolidation of systems. Can you talk a little about, bit about you know, what, what your office is doing that and where things stand in regard to, to that effort? I can give you a good example of that. That'd be great. So um, one of our major project successes has been the launch of buy.gsa.gov. So this, initi this initiative started in April of last year. So it was literally, as I came into the role, it was one of the first things that I got to work on with the team. And our entire agency is focused on how to make it easier to work with the federal government. And buy.gsa.gov has been a big part of that. Um, and I can talk about that a little bit later, or I can get into it now. Go, go, go ahead now. That's, you know, we can talk about, I know some of the things that um, you're focusing on are like human centered design, um, agile meth methodology. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what, what kind of, that kind of thinking going into this project? Yeah. So, and I think that's the biggest, you, you just hit the biggest point. So we really focused on human centered design as we initiated the build for buy.gsa.gov. It's different from other sites because we started integrating customer experience at the beginning of the development rather than waiting uh, to, to uh, kind of bolting it on at the end. Um, so like you just mentioned, the, the buy.gsa.gov website was built using human-centered design and an agile methodology. And that means that we are constantly updating based on user feedback. We're providing a consolidated online experience that simplifies market research and helps with acquisition planning. And it means that we were able to put more digital resources into one easily searchable location, 
which I think is a really big deal. Rather than having to maneuver your way through 10 different screens, everything is consolidated and easy to find and easy to search. And that ultimately makes the entire experience easier for those who want to do business with the federal government. The documents, the templates, and the pricing resources needed are all in one system. And it's not just market research or templates. You can also access GSA's Interact platform through buy.gsa.gov. You also can search and find your online community easier and connect directly with GSA program contacts and subject matter experts and get the latest news and information more rapidly. And again, without having to hunt your way through multiple sure. different systems. It sounds to me, it's almost like it's, it, it's this, you know, entry point, almost like a single entry point is what you described where you, where, and it's very logically or intuitively organized where people can find what they need to find and get to the interact community. They need to get to pretty, you know, in a much more efficient, effective um, manner. Is that kind of, that sounds like, well, then when you say dead easy to work with GSA is one of the goals, it sounds like this is uh, that this is part of that effort. Yes, that is exactly right. And we have dozens of features that are now live on by that are a direct result of the contributions of the user community. Um, and, and because it's agile, we're constantly doing user testing and working on the product improvements and the new features are added regularly, um, which means that needed fixes are made really quickly as well. The other thing you just mentioned is that it allows you to get to interact. And I think that's one of the best features that we have so having interact on buy.gsa.gov means that it's easier to find and filter for content of value using a global search feature, including searching for content within a community, which was something that didn't exist before. Right. And, you know, um, Charlotte, we're, we're already up on the break. Um, <laughs> yes. But, and I know we got a lot more to talk about. And when we come back, uh, you know, we'll just finish up this on, uh, you know, on the modernization effort. And then we can talk a little bit about, you know, the multiple word schedule. I know your office plays a big role in that and has a, uh, the, the MAS PMO op, program management office there as well. Um, so we'll go, we'll go in those directions when we come back. Uh, my guest today is Charlotte Phelan. She is the assistant commissioner for the office of enterprise strategy management. I'm Roger Waldert and you're listening to off the shelf on federal news network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guest today is Charlotte Phelan. Charlotte is the Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Enterprise Strategy Management at the Federal Acquisition Service in GSA. Uh, you know, FAS is a you know, cent- sort of central procurement arm for personal property for the federal government, uh, particularly civilian agencies, and Buys a lot of stuff, sixty billion or so every year. I think that's the right number. I'm not sure, but um, Charlotte, could, you could probably correct me. But um, and systems do play a big uh, part of that. And you talked a lot about um, the buy.gsa.gov uh, platform and that modernization. And it sounds it sounds like it's ever evolving through agile development to improvements. Um, but that gives speaks to the customers. Uh, you know, customer service experience uh, 
And that's kind of like, I know that's an approach of the administration. I know it's a big focus of uh, the the administrator. Can you sort of, you know, tie all those things together? And, you know, and and I would just ask, are there other areas where you're looking to learn from what you've done with Buy.gov to, you know, lessons learned that you're going to apply to other situations? Yeah, that that's such a good point. We are prioritizing how to embed UX methodology into all of our work. And that is a real focus. Our philosophy is that our users, our customers, suppliers, acquisition workforce, and other stakeholders should always be top of mind when we're updating or creating solutions for them. And that's because we want to make sure we're achieving what they need, not just what we think might work. And and that, that sounds simple, but it really has been a change in emphasis in the year that I've been in this role. And it's a different mindset than what might have been done even just a few years ago. Right now, my team is drafting a FAS-wide user experience strategy that will offer guidelines and best practices that are tied back to division, agency, and administration priorities, which is really exciting. And and it's, you know, it's currently a work in progress, but it's one that's at the top of my list to get done. Right. That's, that's great. And, and it does, you know, really dovetail with all we've heard from the administrator, the administrator in particular, Carnahan, administrator Carnahan, the focus on the customer experience, um, you know, and, you know, the agencies are customers and the, you know, an industry is a customer in a certain way as well. And working on all those things, um, is critically important. And when we think about industry and the customer agencies, well, there's one place where they come together. It's a big, big program. It's the multiple word schedule program, um, which is, I think it was close to $40 billion last year in purchases. Um, can you talk a little bit about where the MAS program is right now? And, um, you know, I know consolidation sort of continues in, in part, um, sort of, finishing that up, but you can talk about um, what your role is with Mass and where things are and some of those key things that your organization led, like consolidation. Yeah. yeah, I'd be happy to. I think it might be useful to share a little bit of background for our users who don't understand, you know, don't know the history. So GSA decided to consolidate the Mass program specifically to improve the buying and selling experience and to address a lack of consistency across the schedules for all of our stakeholders. And consolidation will ultimately provide consistency across the program for all stakeholders, and that will make it easier for customers to find total solutions under a single contract vehicle, and it also eliminates duplicative contracts. And it's not just talk. The new single schedule solicitation was based on industry and customer feedback. And by listening to our stakeholders, we were able to design a contract vehicle that really does meet the needs of the users. As you can imagine, this was a huge initiative and it was a multi-year undertaking handled by the Mass Program Management Office or Mass PMOs, they are called. The process started back in FY18, and reviews of all the terms and conditions mapping out the SINs 
and using category management to better organize the offerings. It has been a tremendous effort by the Mass PMO to get us where we are today. Consolidation has also allowed our acquisition workforce to be more efficient. It's reduced errors and redundancies and ultimately has saved money. The majority of this work took place in FY20 and FY21, and now we're in phase three, which is the final phase of consolidation. And this, to me, is another great example of how we're trying to make it dead easy <laughs> to do business with FADS. So with phase three, that's where the contractors are, to the extent they have multiple contracts. You know, there's one solicitation now, but... You know, these legacy contracts, they have multiple contracts. They're working to, um, you know, consolidate or modify them to take five contracts to turn it into one contract. That's not an easy proposition. And I know the PMO's office plays a leading role in supporting, you know, uh, F, um, you know the other parts of FAS, the, ones, the contracting workforce and that sort of thing. Um, how is that, how is it going? Are you, is the, what's the progress in, you know, consolidating those con those existing contracts? You got the front end, like the solicitation done, you got the terms and conditions, you've done all, that's all fantastic. That is truly, as you point out, saving money, you know, helping people do, you know, uh, total solutions or, and commercial solutions that they can bring to market in a more efficient and effective manner. And then the end thing is like that phase three is trying to help those folks get all their contracts consolidated into one. So how, how do you feel that's going? I I think it's going okay. I think achieving consistency is really our top priority. And and it's 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 also in many ways the most difficult phase. I mean, you know, that right. as you said, the consolidation of uh, many to one is incredibly challenging. But it's going well, and we're we're on track. Right. Well, yeah, and the and the and the challenge I think that you, your folks are dealing with is, you know, there's different, you know, be, that consistency is you hit the nail on the head. Like some of the some contracts address certain issues, you know, a certain way, and then another center had with a service that's analogous but in a different different center manage that a different way. And you're trying to reconcile those two and bring it under one contract. That's, that is the more, that is a complicated thing is that. So is phase three going to take a number of years to, to resolve? I mean, not that it shouldn't, it just, it's probably from a practical perspective, going to take some time to work through those contracts and, you know, get that consistency that you so aptly identified as, as critical. Yeah, it's going to take it's going to take a number of years, like you said. And I think, too, that it is consistency in how our contracting officers are taking actions, but it's also consistency in how the contracts were written, the data that's been generated by the contracts. You know, there there is bringing uh, normalizing that data is a huge undertaking. Right. But we're doing it. It's the yeah. final phase. And, right. you know, we're, we're kind of, we've crested the hill and now we, now we are going to finish the effort. Well, I want to turn to another topic a little bit too, because I think it goes to consolidation also helps small business, right. Mm -hmm. And provides them a d greater opportunities. And I know uh, the small business opportunities is a huge focus across 
all of government. And I wanted to give you just to start, and then we can go into that. We got about a minute left in this segment. We can start that discussion and we can continue into the next segment. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. There have been several improvements aimed at making it easier to get on schedules and creating a better supplier experience on mass, especially for small businesses. Right. So, well, why don't we just leave it there and then we come back and we can identify some of those improvements and um, and just continue uh, talking about. And I think we, we're also going to talk about a, a new tool, the government-wide procurement equity tool. Yeah, that dovetails nicely with a small business discussion. My guest today is Charlotte Phelan. She's Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Enterprise Strategy Management in the Federal Acquisition Service in GSA. I'm Roger Waldron, and you're listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guest today is Charlotte Phelan. Charlotte is the Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Enterprise Strategy Management at the Federal Acquisition Service and GSA. And we're talking, when we took the break, we were talking about the GSA Schedules Program, Phase 3 of Schedules Consolidation, and started to turn to small business support. And I wanted to, you know, before we tar- talk about the procurement equity tool specifically, I just wanted to talk a little bit more, if, if, a couple things that you specifically done um, at FAS to support small businesses um, and their access to the federal market? So having current, clear, concise information is extremely important for suppliers so they have a proper understanding of a complex problem. And I'm referring to getting on the mass schedules. So one of the things that we have done in the last few months is we have recently updated the mass roadmap on gsa.gov. The roadmap is our guide for potential suppliers who want to get on schedule. The roadmap has self-paced trainings, such as our introduction called the Pathways to Success, which helps prospective mass contractors determine whether obtaining a schedule contract is in their best interest or the expectations that we have of contractors, how to compete and succeed as a scheduled contractor, how to develop a schedule-specific business plan, or how to submit a quality offer. It also explains what it takes to succeed in the MASS program once you have a contract. The MASS roadmap is continuously updated to reflect the latest policy and processes. It's what we are calling evergreen And so if you are going in to review a training or look at the roadmap, it will be the latest up-to-date information, and you're not going to be looking at something that is dated 2013, just saying. That that is a very good thing. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We also recently updated the Mass Welcome Package, which is focused on new contractors and the first steps that they should take after award of their scheduled contract, including new and improved information on how to market to the federal government, et cetera. Uh, we also have implemented a mass startup springboard program, which makes it easier for all new businesses, including small businesses, to potentially qualify for the mass program prior to gaining two years of corporate experience. And that is a huge change. Um, so, Anyway, I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and this is a new program that started in May of 2022. So it's just about, it's just about a year old. So this was something that I did as soon as I got into the role. Right. So, um, Charlotte, as part of the, the process too, you know, with, um, you know, these updated roadmap and got in, you know, helpful information, particularly for small businesses, you know, are, do you, do you, are there plans to go back to those, to the people that have utilized that information to get their assessment? Yes, it turn, is very helpful to me, that sort of thing. So you can continue to update it or make changes that based yes. on feedback? Yes. So there is an important post-offer submission survey. And that is something new where as someone is going through the process, they have the ability to let us know how it went. Um, I also did very anecdotally, I literally just um, last week heard from a small business who reached out to me and, and said that they had checked the website a couple months ago and found it confusing and kind of overwhelming. And they just went back into it. And this individual had taken every one of the training modules and said that it was absolutely night and day. And that truly made my day. They were so excited and they felt like they were going to be able to onboard onto mass successfully because of, of all these new aids we have put on the website. Well, that's, that's fantastic. So yeah. and let's turn to um, the government-wide um, procurement equity tool. What is that? And how did it sort of come to me? What's going on with it? Yeah, so the procurement equity, again, if you're asking me what am I proud of, <laughs> this is something else that we've done this last year that I'm incredibly proud of. I want to start by saying that while the government-wide procurement equity tool is fed only, it's important for industry to be aware of it and to know that it's an important resource for the federal government. It underscores the importance of the administration's equity initiatives and our focus on driving change for this much-valued community. So this project was a joint effort between my team and OMB, which we started working on last summer. And as you mentioned, it's called the Government-Wide Procurement Equity Tool, and it's an amazing resource. It's basically a federal user market research tool that leverages dynamic data from SAM.gov and FPDS. It's used to assist agencies in identifying qualified vendors who can help them satisfy their, equi their equity in procurement goals. This tool supports the administration's equity initiatives from EO13985 and M. 2203. As an example, if you're looking to meet your small business goals with an upcoming project, you can use the tool to find businesses by location, business type, NAICS, and PSCs. Agencies are also able to find potential new entrants, such as businesses that have registered in SAM.gov but have not received a federal award yet. Um, when I say that the tool has made an impact, <laughs> we've had meetings with the Small Business Administration, the Executive Office of the President, uh, and Congress to show the tool and explain what it does, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive. It's one of those tools where once you see it, you think, 
We didn't know we needed it, but it provides the exact information that we're looking for. All right. So it sounds like it's like an application or an interface that slices and dices the, inf- the information for customer agencies to, you know, as they're doing their market. It's almost like sounds like a market research tool that focuses on, you know, the procurement equity goals. Is that exactly? Yes. And it's tremendous. So is that, that's one of your, um, you know, your um, top uh, sort of successes for the last year. Yes. Okay. And I think that, and buy.gov as well is probably one of the things you're, you focus on as well. Yeah. Fair to say. Is there any other thing that you're particularly uh, proud of that the organizations in your year? Yes. One of the other things I I am particularly um, proud of is that when I came into the job, one of the concerns that was highlighted to me right away is that FAS is truly under-resourced with acquisition professionals. It's truly a need. Our workload has continued to expand. Our hiring has not kept up. So in my first year, we have become very active across various channels, engaging in multiple focus recruitment efforts. And some examples of those are the uh, OPM Tech to Gov initiative, sharing government opportunities with those in the tech industry. Uh, we are, have participated strongly in the National Contract Management Association, or NCMA, World Congress, which is targeted at 1102, which is uh, the procurement series. Uh, recruitment. Um, We've participated in the Gadult University information session, sharing FAS-wide opportunities. And then I also initiated a lot of focused hiring efforts. We uh, participated as one of the main pillars of the FY22 GS9-1102 SMEQA process, which is something that we did in partnership with OMB and OPM to recruit for high potential entry levels of GS9-1102 contract specialists. Um, the SMEQA is the Subject Matter Expert Qualification Assessment. Sorry, I'd like to... No, that's okay. It's okay. Well, everybody, you know, acronyms are us. Right, right? acronyms too. <laughs> yeah. And I also developed a um, talent pipeline within FAS. And that's great. We've got both interns and and uh, uh, 360 cohort. Uh, last year, we are uh, with our intern program. We were averaging 30 interns each summer, and with the cohort, we just graduated and placed uh, 24 cohort members across the organization. Like that, literally just happened. And this year, we're onboarding around 30 more cohort members in June. So right. well, very proud of that. Well, congratulations on that. It, it, Acquisition workforce is, um, you know, that's, it's, you know, that the workforce is always sort of, you know, should be first in a lot of places and what, but, um, you know, sometimes it isn't. And it's great to see the, the focus on it and, from your organization and building that up. So, you know, we got, uh, you know, about a minute left, uh, Charlotte. So looking forward, what are you focusing on going into your second year? So I'm going to continue to work on a data initiative that I kicked off as part of my systems modernization effort. Um, I'm leading the charge for data transformation 
um, across GSA, which helps deliver data-enriched tools and services for agency customers across the government. We're centralizing data in our FAS enterprise data architecture environment, um, which will allow us to have common data access, ease of data discoverability, and overall better data quality. Um, and also, I've implemented the biz a business intelligence presentation layer, which allows data scientists and data analysts to utilize consolidated data and analysis tools from the same virtual desktop, which is a really big deal. Um, so that, I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about another initiative called the Supplier Portal. And my goal is to make a seamless one-stop shop for the suppliers as they access and maneuver through FAS's systems. Sort of like a single point of entry kind of thing. It sounds yes. like also you got some artificial intelligence and mean machine learning on that data, that yes. data work too. Exactly. So because, well, you know what? We'll we'll come back in another year and see how it went. Yeah, how we'll about get to that? talk about that. Uh, yeah, that's great. So I want to thank my guest today. Charlotte Phelan. She is the Assistant Commissioner for the Office of Enterprise Strategy Management. I'm Roger Waldron, and you've been listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. You've been listening to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Network. Tune in Tuesday mornings at 11 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.